fear is a selfish emotion. And now don't get me wrong. I don't mean that you are being selfish. I mean, fear itself is a selfish emotion. If it was, if it had a personality, if it had a voice, it would be a selfish one. And I'm not talking about the kind of fear like I'm afraid of spiders or I'm afraid of heights or triscuits, like triscodectophobia. Not a real thing. That's a friend's reference. If you know, you know. Um, Those are very real fears. (laughs) No qualms about that. We're not talking about that. I'm talking about those big, scary fears that get in the way of us doing things that we need to do to live our authentic lives. So we're going to dive into that today. We're going to, it's going to get a little scary, but I want to break it down and then I'm going to give you some tools on what to do when that fear comes in and tries to strip the world of this better version of you that doing this thing will accomplish. I'm excited. I hope you're excited too. It's going to be, I know it sounds like a scary episode, but it's going to be great. I'm really excited. Hey everyone, welcome to Owning Your Authenticity with me, Diana Terry. This podcast is all about breaking down the stereotypes we were raised with to create our real authentic life. We talk about every kind of relationship, life and business, creating worthy routines, setting boundaries, and leaning into that little voice that says, you are meant for more. If you've checked off all the boxes of what you were supposed to do, and you still feel like it's not right or not enough, then this podcast is for you. I know that your time is super valuable, so thank you for joining me, and let's get started. All right, so when I say, when I talk about this kind of fear, that this selfish fear, I'm talking about those big fears. Fear of failure, fear of leveling up, fear of success, fear of happiness. That's a big one where a lot of people don't realize they have that fear, but they constantly make these choices that prevent them from being really, really happy. And and because a lot of people just brush by these feelings and we were not taught to sit with our feelings, we were taught to hide them, to push them under, and then to just keep going. Just keep going. And just and everything will be fine. That's so not reality, if we are being really honest. So we're talking about when you are in a space ready to take the plunge, when whether it's starting a new business, whether it's taking classes, going back to school, whether it's deciding to dedicate some time and energy to your health if you don't feel comfortable in your body and you want to feel better. These are all these big things and fear usually rears its dirty little head and prevents us from doing that thing. And that's the fear we're talking about today. That's the selfish fear. That's the fear that goes, ah, I'm afraid of change. Therefore, I'm going to convince you that this change is bad or not worth it. And then we're going to stay here in this comfortable, low-level version of ourselves not low level, but this version that we're already at instead of this version we could be. So that's when fear is selfish. When you have an opportunity and you're at that point where you have the goal or you have the drive or you feel something in you saying, I think I'm ready to do this thing, but oh my God, it's so scary. That's the moment we're talking about. And a lot of people may not like this topic. A lot of people 
maybe like, oh, well, this is that's not real or whatever. Just bear with me. Usually when we are on the verge of whatever it may be, choosing to go forward will create a better, more authentic version of our life. So whether it's, oh, there's a promotion available and I'm not going to go for it because I'm scared of what that may be. Or whether it's I'm going to pursue a degree or further education or I'm going to take this online course. Whether it's I'm going to get healthier. I I don't feel comfortable in my body and I'm going to do better for myself. That fear is your mind attempting to protect you from the what if. So when you're in that space, on the precipice of that decision, like standing on that ledge, deciding whether or not to jump... Fear is going to come in and it's going to say, oh, don't do that because you won't be safe if you do that. Right now you're safe. You already know what happens in this version of ourselves. This version of me, if, I, if I'm talking about wanting to, to get healthier, if I'm wa- talking about wanting to work out or level up my wellness, your body's going, oh, but it might not work. It, it might, you might be disappointed in the results. You can't stick with it. But this version of you right now, like, don't worry, like, it's it's fine the way it is. You may not like looking at yourself when you walk past a mirror, but just wear a flowier shirt or buy baggier pants or just live in leggings and tell people that you worked out when you didn't because it looks like you did. That leveled up version of yourself, though, would be so much more valuable to yourself and the people around you. So this fear that we're talking about It prevents you from being a better version of who you were yesterday. And realistically, the only competition we should be in is with ourselves. I don't need to compete against Becky or Dave or whatever it may be. I need to compete against the Diana that I was yesterday and go, how can I improve on that version of me to make the next version, 2.0, 3.0, whatever, a little bit better? So let's, let's put an example on it. Say you're a mom of two kids and you don't feel great in your body. I can tell you right now, I am this human. (laughs) And say you're at the point where you want to hire a trainer and make a change. So you're sitting here going, okay, I see see all these moms on Instagram and they find the time to be healthy and and they look so good and they feel so good and they have so much confidence. And I, I want that. Like, I want that for myself. So you're at this point where you're like, okay, I've, I've looked up the trainer's information. I know how much it costs. You're really at that ledge about to leap. And then fear comes in. And it sits there like a jerk and tells you all the reasons you shouldn't do it. Oh, it's going to be too hard. Remember the last time you tried to work out with those weights and your arms hurt and then you couldn't pick up the baby? Or it's going to be too expensive. Like, where do you get off spending money on a trainer? You should be able to do this on your own at home. You should be able to watch a YouTube video and know how to do it. Or the time away from your kids, that's a big guilt one for moms, is you're going to take time away from your children to go do this for yourself. And I know I was raised in a in a space where it was like, no, you have to do everything for your children. You need to be there at all times. And anytime you're taking time away from that to do something for yourself, that's just selfish. How dare you? And that's not reality. That's not at least not the reality for a healthy lifestyle as a mom. So you give in. And so many times we give into that fear. And the consequence is you're still unhappy with yourself. 
you're still unhappy walking by that mirror or you don't wear the cute clothes you want to wear because you don't feel good in your body. And then your kids see you unhappy with yourself as much as we try and hide it as moms. And, you know, I know a lot of moms have a great way of of only being upset with ourselves in private. But your kids see that they pick up on that energy. They pick up on that mindset. And then they learn unhealthy habits. They learn our daughters, our sons sit there and go, oh, well, it's okay to to not like ourselves or to be like, oh, I'm just too fat or, oh, I can't do this. I can't go on a hike because my body doesn't do that. And then you have a hard time keeping up with your kids as they get older, as they want to do more active things with you. Because you're sitting here in this space, you haven't invested in this version of you that you know could be there. But this fear, this selfish fear is preventing you from being there. So there's all these consequences that are subtle or they are already existing. So we're like, oh, okay, so it's not a big change. I'm just fine. I'll just live with it. I'll buy some bigger clothes. I'll hide it with a sweatshirt, whatever it may be. So because fear convinced you that you're not worthy of what could be, it selfishly kept you in this safe bubble, the bubble that's already life, that exists as is. So what I'm saying is let's flip that. So let's let's flip the mind state. Say, say you went for it. Say you didn't give in to the fear. And what, what would happen? You're sitting there going, oh, maybe it wasn't as hard as you thought it would be. You know, fear told you, oh, it's going to be too hard. You can't do it. It wasn't as hard as you thought you could, it could be. And then every time you did it, every time you finished that session with that trainer, you're like, holy crap, I did that. And that means I can do it again because I've already proven to myself that I did do it. You know, fear told you that it was going to be too expensive. But say you went for it. You spend your time with your trainer instead of maybe going to the mall and shopping for clothes to hide your body. You spend your time with your trainer instead of going out to happy hour and eating foods that don't serve you well. Say you did go for it and instead of what fear told you was that you're going to, okay, you're going to take time away from your kids. As a mom, you're going to take time away from your kids. But let's think about what it would look like if you did do it. Your workout time feels like a gift. And because your body is being better taken care of, you now have this increase in energy. So instead of playing for 10 minutes with the kids outside and then you get tired and whatever, winded, now you can go play kickball or soccer or whatever for 30 minutes with your kids. And then you're getting more value with your kids. And then you guys can run through the sprinklers in the summer, which you wouldn't have done before. Maybe you guys go to the beach over the summer and you're wearing a bathing suit and not pants and a flowy t-shirt because you feel better about yourself. So all of these things are creating more value to your life. They're creating more value to this version of you that you will become if you don't let fear dictate those choices. Imagine like fear is like that feral cat. And don't get me wrong, I love cats. But if you feed it, it's going to selfishly keep asking for more. And then it's going to bring a friend in and then there's going to be two feral cats and then three feral cats. And here you are to the point where you'll never get to be that better version of you because you're spending so much time feeding fear instead of feeding your future or a future version of yourself. And keep in mind this, it's not just about me, me, me. 
it's also think about like, yes, I will be improving my health, but me having improved health improves my sleep. It improves my ability to move. It improves my mindset because my body is being taken care of. And that means I'll, now I'm a better version of me, which means that I'm a better version of all these identities that I have. I'm a better version of me as a human, but I'm a better version of me as a mom because I'm making a good example for my kids of what what it means to take care of yourself. I'm a better version of being a partner because I have sustained energy or I don't wake my partner up six times because of insomnia. Now I sleep through the night and we both get better sleep. Or I'm a better version of myself at work because I have sustainable energy because I'm investing in myself. So what do we do when fear tries to weasel its way in? So here we are with some actionable steps that we can take when this happens, when you are on that ledge ready to make that decision and that little jerk face monster fear is coming in telling you that you shouldn't do it. So step one, I want you either save this episode for a time when you can sit down and do some of this work. You'll need about 20, 30 minutes or do it right now. Get a notebook, paper, you can do notes on your phone, whatever it may be. I want you to define define the value of the level up. So whatever it is you're about to do, if, if you're going for a promotion and fear is telling you that you don't deserve to shoot your shot for that, I want you to define the value of that promotion, to find the value of what it would mean to be healthier. Write down what you think of doing that fear is telling you not to do. So I want to I want to go for this promotion or I want to start this business or adjust your health, whatever it may be. Now I want you to get very specific and describe what your life would look like if you got that promotion. I'm not talking about the process of interviewing or whatever. What would your life look like if you got that promotion? Obviously, your work life would be different. You'd probably get a raise. What would that mean, though, for your schedule? Does that mean you get three extra vacation days a year? Does that mean you get uh, more PTO? Does that mean you get to travel for work and see places you maybe wouldn't have seen otherwise? Does that mean that you're allowed to um, go out to enjoy some of these networking events that you weren't a part of before and then it can expand your social life? All of these things I want you to write down and be specific, very specific. Um, You know, in the example of our mom, you're going to get more energy, better sleep, quality time with your family. Write down what your life would look like. Go through a day. What does it mean? I wake up, maybe I get to get dressed in business attire instead of um, you know, yoga pants and sweatpants all day. Maybe I get to, maybe I can afford to go to Starbucks every morning now and that makes me really happy. Whatever it is, write down what it looks like to be living fully in that new life. Now I want you to sit there and compare that life to what you have now. And I know a lot of people that talk about personal growth who said, oh, don't compare. We're not talking about comparing to other people. Don't compare yourself to your coworker or your other mom friends, or whatever it may be. Compare yourself to what you are now, who you are now, and who you could be if this were to happen. And now if those op- if you were sitting there and those options were both laid out in front of you, and you could easily just pick one, and that would be your reality, whether it's your current state or that future state, 
chances are you're going to pick that future state. If you could just easily walk up like at a grocery store and pick like I'm going to I'm going to purchase my current life or I'm going to purchase this leveled up version of myself. Chances are you purchase the level up version. So why wouldn't you choose it when you have the opportunity to create it? So step two, after we've done that description of what our life would look like and compared it to our current reality, is addressing the fear. So I want you to now, down the page or on a new page, whatever, list all the things that your fear is telling you. Stream of consciousness, make a list, bullets, I don't stickers, whatever you want. I want you to spend about five minutes just listing all the things that your fear is telling you. I'm not good enough or someone at work is going to get it. So why even someone else at work is better for this? So why even try out for it? Um, I, I shouldn't spend that much money on myself or that much time on myself, whatever it may be. Write down all of these fears. And now I want you to think about it this way. Would you let someone else say these things to you? Would, would you let a coworker come up to you at work and say, you're not good enough for this position and let them be right? Would you let a friend come and talk to you about your body the way that you're talking about yourself? If, if you had a friend, someone you trusted, come up to you and be like, you would never be able to do that workout. You'll never lose those 15 pounds. You'll never sleep better. Would you let someone speak to you that way? Probably not. I mean, maybe you'd let them speak to you that way, but you wouldn't give them the power that you're giving the fear that you're speaking to yourself. So now I want you to take that list and go through all of these fears and give each one a number. So number one is it will definitely happen. If I, if I go for this job, it'll definitely happen. You'll, if you're going out for a promotion, you will definitely have to interview. Yes, that may be part of your fear. I have to go through an interview process. Yes, that will definitely happen. Now, number two is the things that could happen. So it could be that you don't get the job. It could be that um, someone else, you know, makes fun at you for going for the promotion or what it may be. And number three, number three that you label on these, these list of fears are pretty unlikely that it would actually happen. And that's oh, uh, what if I get fired for going for it and they realize that I'm not good enough to work at this company? Chances are that's not going to happen if you're even in there interviewing for this job. So now that we've taken our list of fears, we've assigned them each a level of potential that could actually happen. Either it will definitely happen, which is number one, it could happen, which is number two, and three, it's pretty unlikely that it would actually happen. So take all your number threes and then cross them off. They don't get to hold space because now that we know the chances are it probably wouldn't happen, we don't get to give that level of fear any attention. So now look at all your number twos. If it did happen, what would that look like? If if you went for a promotion and you didn't get the job, does that mean you're going to be fired and lose your current job? No. Does it mean that you are going to lose friends at work? Probably not. And then take your number ones. Now, these are the things that are going to happen. Okay, I'm going to go out for this promotion, which means I will definitely have to do an interview and I'm scared of that process. Okay, so what do we do when we have to interview? Now you give that your time and attention. Say, okay, I understand that that's a fear. If I go in prepared for this fear, 
then it will have less control and power over my emotions. So yes, I have to do an interview. Okay, you're going in to interview for a promotion. Research the job. Research what they're looking for. Make a list of the ways that you are qualified and exemplary for this position. Address that fear and write down all the things that can happen because of it. And then you're sitting there and there's no more surprises. You've already realized that part of your fear was just your imagination. Some of them could happen. And if they do happen, they're not going to take us down or end our life or or be the end-all be-all for this journey. And the ones that will happen, we have a plan for now. So now that you've done all that work, you're sitting here going, okay, I've given my fear less power. I've taken away most of its power. And the fear is still going to be there because that's what it means to feel. But now we're going to go for it. Now we're going to go for it. We've taken that fear. We've chopped it down a few notches. And I want you to do it for 90 days. If it's a habit or, you know, go in and just do that promotion. But realize that you are going to invest your time and energy into this. By the end of this time period, whether it be, you know, faster because it's something you don't have control over or it's something you have control over, like the mom who's going to go work out and hire a trainer do it for 90 days. After three months of investing your time and energy, at the end, chances are you're going to feel better. You're going to feel better. You'll feel the benefits of it, and it's going to fuel you to keep going. Maybe you go out for that promotion. Maybe you get it. Look at your life 90 days later. Look what happened. Look how you've leveled up. Say you don't get it, but now your company knows oh, this person is interested in, in growing within us. This person is interested in leveling up and providing more benefit for this company. So now the next time they have an opening, they invite you in for an interview instead of you having to apply for it because they know where you're at. They know the value that you bring to the company because you listed it in your interview because you were prepared for it because you addressed that fear. And so then 90 days after choosing to take this leap, Make a list of the ways that your life has changed or improved because you made that choice, because you didn't let that selfish fear win. If we're talking about the mom that's worked out, she's she's got more energy. And now because she's feeling better, maybe she's making healthier choices nutritionally. Her kids are asking her to play more often. She's getting more quality time as a family because her kids see that mom can come kick the soccer ball with us. And mom can come, mom takes us hiking and we never did that before, whatever it may be. And list the ways this new version of you is better for the people around you. Because as we talk about that selfishness, that selfish fear wants to keep us thinking that this is all about us and it's not about anything else. Oh, you're just doing this for yourself. What about your kids? What about your partner? What about your friends? But when we think about it, if we are constantly striving to be better versions of ourself, like I said before, that makes us a better version of all those identities we have. It makes you a better parent. It makes you a better sibling. It makes you a better partner. It makes you a better friend. It makes you a better influence in this world. So 
When, when I say that fear is selfish, what I mean is that it is a selfish emotion that tries to hide the greatness that you can be from the world around you and from everybody who could benefit from that next version of you. So don't let selfish fear be that one thing that prevents you from being that better version of yourself, from feeling more authentic, from being happier because you did the thing, whatever it may be. Fear is selfish because its one goal is to keep you in a bubble where you're at. Fear is selfish because it doesn't want you to grow. It wants you to stay in its version of safe. And its version of safe is never doing anything outside of what you already do because we know what happens when we do what we already do. We know the outcome of our life as it is because we're living it. But fear is the enemy of possibility. It doesn't want to think about what could be because it already is comfortable knowing what is. So I know that's kind of a scary thought and it's kind of like, a, oh man, now, now what do I do? Take the step, take the leap, do the thing, go for it. Whatever it may be, just freaking go for it. Because as we look at our one, twos, and threes of our fear list, chances are nothing on that list is going to be so detrimental that we shouldn't do it. Chances are nothing on that list is going to be strong or powerful enough or a big enough fear to stop you from being a better version of yourself. And the truth is investing in yourself makes you better for everyone else in your life. Investing in yourself is the least selfish thing you can do. The least selfish thing you can do. So take that into your day today. Whatever you're doing today, think about that. Think about like that one thing that you're sitting here going, man, I could do that, but why would I do that? Really think about it. And then think about the version of you that you want to be tomorrow or next week or next month or next year or whatever it may be. Invest in yourself. You absolutely deserve it. And you absolutely should. There is no more putting other people before us. We have to fill ourselves up. We have to be the most authentic, complete versions of ourself in order to be what we need to be for other people or what we want to be for other people. Whether it's an example, a partner, a mom, a better daughter, a better sibling, it doesn't matter. You deserve to invest in yourself so that you can wholly, authentically be the best version of you. And I just want to point out one more thing. This is never a, oh, we got to the finish line. It's done now. There's always going to be another level up. There's always going to be another goal. There's always going to be another, well, what if I do this? Or what if I feel better this way? Or whatever it may be. So it's not a one and done. We did the goal and we're free. This is a process we can take into every next level. I mean, look at, you think like Microsoft and Apple, we're on versions, hundreds of versions later of the original product that they created because they keep finding ways to be better at their own game. And that's what we need to do as humans. We need to find ways and goals and strive to be better at being us, authentically me. And the only person that can be better at being me is me because I am the only person that experiences humanity in the way that I do. And you are the only person that experiences humanity the way you do. You are the only person to live the life the way that you do because no one else is you. And that's 
that's what it means to own your authenticity. So I hope I hope you guys stuck with me for this episode. I know we got a little a little deep there, but realistically, you know, that's what we do here. We want to inspire you to be the most authentic version of yourself. So again, make sure to follow us on social at Owning Your Authenticity. We're on Instagram and Facebook. If you liked this podcast today, if you liked this episode, if it resonated with you, screenshot it, share it, tag us. We totally love and appreciate the support. Again, you can always subscribe to get notifications when we put new episodes out every week. And you can also always visit owningyourauthenticity.com. You can um, send us questions via our website and we can address them on the podcast or address them on social media. Um, And we just love and thank you for listening today and we're wishing you a wonderful week.